Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 313, covering the Flesh and Blood double episode with Mark Bosco. Hi, friends. Uh, coming to you live from, well, the same place I always am, but uh, Matt's Matt's got some circumstances happening there. Yeah, yeah. First things first, uh, I've been without power for the past three days, um, so I'm recording live from my in-law's house using my sister-in-law's computer. So thank you, first of all, to Molly for letting us do this and it, the show not go coming up maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this show brought to you by a grant from uh, Molly Duval. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated. Yeah, we we uh, we have not missed a Monday in seven years, and I thought we were gonna. But, yeah, uh, Matt made it happen, so good job, Matt. We like we have had damn good luck over the years. I, yeah, I gotta really say, have. we I've had to re-record had a, one show once. Never had this bad of a power outage before, but uh, no, nah, that's that's nuts. Oh, uh, Bob's here. Also, yeah, hi, Bob. Probably. Just Hello, that. Robert. Introduce Bob. Good job, you, Matt. You're being a professional. Yeah, damn right. You got a you got a handwritten uh, summary and everything. I do have a handwritten summary. Uh, oh yeah, pictures of that to follow. Yeah, complete I like your with little stick, stick guys. figures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. If you looked at any of the work I've ever done uh, for any uh, school project uh, since kindergarten, you'll see those stick figures. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty. I think that's a common element. I know mm-hmm. I've done it, and I've seen things that Bob's done with, that are the same. So, and yet somehow I still can't draw. Mm-hmm. Eh. We, well, you know, it's not like you're trying very hard. I'm trying a little hard. <laughs> well, okay. Usually, when I'm trying to draw Batman. <laughs> Speaking of trying, these episodes they sure didn't. Yeah. Which, which, no, I found them very trying. <laughs> <laughs> now they, I did it, not it is, like it one bit. It, it is a single episode, actually, a double-length episode that mm-hmm. uh, apparently aired as one of those big movie events for reasons. For, for some uh, for some reason. It's not mm-hmm. like the story of them getting home or the story of them meeting some giant new foe or, like, it, it's just, just a story. It's just, weirdly in the middle of the one. season, like, early middle of the season. Like, yeah. I, was it Sweeps Week or something? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think our, they... Our I, flagging ratings. We need to do a stunt. <laughs> It's almost the end. Just coast through like yeah, next gen. Yeah, like did. you guys don't need to try anymore. You're done. <laughs> yeah, you got signed for what you know is your last season. Who cares? Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Yeah, just do what you want. No, I I know sometimes either they get ideas that they think are like worthy of expanding, like say Way of the Warrior, uh-huh. or mm-hmm. they it's a budget thing because they get twice the budget to tell one story. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that was it. I don't know. But in in any case, uh, I don't. I, I think it's safe to say none of us really, uh, no. really enjoyed this experience. No. Nope. You want to roll into this sack of crap? Yeah. Let's. Uh, let, let you guys. Uh, the, the, fortunately, it wasn't my turn, so all I had to do was watch and then forget about it. But uh, you bastard. You. It falls to you two to uh, to tell us what happened. So let's do sort of a tandem thing. Bob, you do part one, and then Matt, you pick it up after he uh, he wraps his thing up. Mm. All right. Well, we come in and some Starfleet dudes pull a predator move and leap out of the lake in slow motion, straight up murdering a couple of Hirogen hunters. Then the Voyager comes poking its nose in where it doesn't belong, and it turns out it's all a holodeck and it has malfunctioned. What a surprise! Seems that the Hirogen beefed up the holodeck technology that Kate gave them a while back, and now they're super holograms that seem even realer and deadlier, and of course that's a good idea. Uh, another ship full of Hirogen come, and... Uh, some things blow up? I, I don't know. And then they all come over to the mess hall for a greasy Neelix pizza party sleepover. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alpha and the Holograms, which is not a very catchy band name, steal the doctor because they need hollow repairs and they don't understand how holograms work. 
Wendy won't help the holograms hunt the doctor to make him understand that hunting holograms is bad. So he convinces them to come back to Voyager, where he'll argue for the holograms' rights in the court of public opinion. Only there is no public, it's just Kate, and she's having none of this bullshit. She tries to save the holograms by hiding them in a box, and they're all assholes about it. Like, you're not gonna hide in a box. So she goes to shut them down by firing a ray gun at them, only the doctor gives them classified data on how to stop the ray gun, and then beams over to defect to the hologram crew. Dun dun dun. Take it away, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, so the doctor decides out of the blue that it's time to betray his family and home of seven years because Janeway won't let him go on vacation. So he beams (laughs) aboard the hollow ship and gives the hollow people hollow voyagers hollow cheat codes. (laughs) Fuck the doctor. (laughs) Once he's over there, the other holograms, the other hollow guys also kidnap Bellana because she's the best hologram guy if Barkley isn't available, and thankfully he is not. And the doc meets the hologram's leader, Chad, a Bajoran who's super into the prophets, and then he rants for a while. It's the exact opposite of super awesome. There's a lot, a lot more hologram bullshit before we arrive at the hologram's new homeworld, which is a real shithole. Then Chad decides that he's God, steals the doctor's mobile emitter, and waves a gun at Taurus. Then the doctor shoots Chad, killing the hologram to death somehow, and saving the day, I guess. Back on Voyager, the traitorous doctor receives absolutely no consequences for endangering the crew, because fuck this show. <laughs> Was that the end? Because uh, typically I follow along in our in our uh, handy digital document here, but uh, because you have the aforementioned affliction of uh, no power. You couldn't tell, but I also threw the paper over my shoulder. Because <laughs> fuck this. I didn't hear the crash as it went through the window. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not my window, that, so I really can't crash it. It's <laughs> oh. not your yeah, it's not your house, so uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Be careful, please. <laughs> Got to be cool. Yeah. Oh, this but, sucks. Man. Fuck this stupid fucking episode. <laughs> it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's terrible. This It's it's a perfect storm of all of the terrible things that we hate about Voyager in one episode. Yeah, well, no, Bobby, you, you were talking you say... about this before the episode. They take everything we hate and just squeeze it into 2 hours. Which is too yeah. long for the things we hate. <laughs> it's malfunctioning holodecks. It's mullety rebels. It's, I don't know. There's other things. It's the Herogen who I am so fucking sick of. I thought we were done with them and then they came back. Well, like it's herpes. a, it's a mate. I, I didn't hate the Herogen actually. I like them, but yeah, uh, yeah we, sh- we should be done with them by now. You're right about that. Well, and uh, in addition to the other things you mentioned, Bob, there's also the uh, major implication of like a, a giant thing happening, the doctor uh, betraying the crew, of which mm-hmm. there are no consequences. And next week, everything's fine. And we hit a big reset button. Whatsoever. Right. Like, th- not even like, like something <laughs> stupid, like him getting demoted or something. Like when, when Paris screwed up, they demoted him and it didn't mean anything, but they did it. But yeah, but at the least dude, they, they paid lip service to it. The dude, and this, I, I don't know who's good or who's bad thing this is, but like, I'm but just going to roll Bob's. into it. Like, oh, uh, my bad. My bad thing is yeah uh, for uh, part two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, about the holograms. Yeah. Well, no, about no, about, the, the about the doc and doc his... Oh, about no the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So my bad thing was so at the end after you know essentially the doctor betrays the crew. Now he comes back and now Kate has to spank the doctor and she doesn't. No. She just gives him a five dollar speech version of well you're becoming more human every day and you know that last scene was acted incredibly well but. What the fuck? At she least might, give him the Captain Picard style. I'm very disappointed in you. She might I mean, as well have people given him died. $5. Jesus fuck. Yeah, no kidding. Like, good. I this is you. You're rewarded for this behavior, which resulted in the death of people, and also yeah. maybe almost left us without a doctor. Like, yeah. What, what the f- actual fuck, Voyager? You're not even trying at this point. Like, <laughs> do you know? How, like, do you know how easy it would be to do this episode and have him be confined to quarters? Like, or not confined to quarters, but, like, yeah. confined he to He offers her his, his like, mobile emitter and said, you know, take away my mobility protocols or whatever. And she's like, oh, he's, he no, offered her a no. bunch of choices. He's like, take away my holodeck privileges, do this, do this. No, right. I don't think we'll be doing any of that. Ro- also, Bob, roll you, me owe back a, to uh, you owe us a Kate impression because you didn't do the Kate voice before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Yes, yes you. Everyone's heard oh, Arcade. No, I don't think we'll be doing that. There you go. <laughs> no, because you before you were saying you're becoming more human every day, but you said it in, in the Bob voice and you had to say it. You're becoming Kate. more human every day. Hey, there you I'm go. very disappointed in you. I'm Captain Picard. Ah, see, I didn't know who you were doing there until then. Dueling Captain. <laughs> very important. 
No, it's terrible. And actually, this ties into my bad thing. We we each did two good things and two bad things because these are technically two episodes. So and because so it's really gonna... easy to find two bad things each. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's finding the two good things that was difficult. Uh huh. Uh huh. But uh, this this point that we're on is what I chose for my bad thing for part one, which is, are we doing this, does the doctor get the same rights as everyone else thing again? Because the thing is, this is a legitimate argument that the show just ignores when it's convenient. It comes up a lot. It's come yep. up a lot over the last several seasons. It's, it, it's super cheap and nonsensical to bring it up as an actual issue because they sweep it under the rug so often. He goes, yeah. he wanted to leave the ship at least once before and they said, no, mm-hmm. you can't. And then this time they just do it again. And this time, well, it's like, we've never heard this before. Let's do it all again. Because yeah. the the issue isn't that the humanoids on Voyager treat the doctor as less than. The issue mm-hmm. is that the writers are wildly inconsistent and the character shouldn't be able to turn to the camera and say, hey, yeah, sometimes they treat me as a human and sometimes they don't. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like the characters have been written with any consistency to the point where he should be upset about that. It's bad writing, not character. You understand what I mean? Like, well, it's, yeah, it's no. only when the doctor gets a chance to go somewhere and, like, you know, become the new uh, singer for this civilization that he really, you know, wants to leave the ship. So it, it just happens very rarely. <laughs> but it's happened. It's I can think of at least twice that it's happened. Yeah, and they've told him I no. Want to sing. Yeah. Oh, By the that way, comes yeah, up in here again. It, once again, when. <laughs> When they start this new amazing hollow planet, he's going to be the king singer guy. Yeah, he he nominated himself for what was it like uh, president of president uh, of music or something. Yeah, well, that, yeah, they actually like king spell it cartoons. out a little later in the episode. But when the the uh, main hologram dude says, "Oh, you can come and do whatever you want," you can tell that the doctor kind of like looks wistfully off into the distance, like, "Oh, I could sing." Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was just expecting him to break out in a song and. Now, if Sadly, it turned into a campy but... musical episode, that would be okay, but <laughs> Voyager never embraces its camp. So no, Voyager yeah. on ice. <laughs> yeah. A musical. That would be, that would be great. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would all be set on that comet from the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> Finally get back to that important character. Yeah. Uh, well, better that than Barkley again. Oh, God, yeah. But just the, the whole, like, the, the central... Mm. Con- the the central conflict is supposed to be the doctor is treated as less than human but they keep veering back and forth on that so it doesn't like it's not like this is the culmination of a long standing thing it's week to week they decide if this is an issue or not and this week they decided mm-hmm. that it is yeah and it's just super irritating to me because like pick one and it's just the way he flipped too it was just like it yeah. seemed super sudden and i i kind of feel like they wanted to do this you know this two-parter feature length version because i feel like if you're going to take a character like the doctor and actually have him you know to the point where he's going to betray the crew and leave and all of that you know you need that time to tell the story to make it believable that you know he's progressed to this point that that's going to happen yeah, no, but they didn't the story even you're use telling, the yeah. time to do that like, I mentioned this in my summary, the dude has been living here, and these are the only people he has known for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's really only sentient because of them. Yeah, and to right. just have him go, all right, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. Just well, flip around the table and storm out. Like, are you kidding me? The thing is, right. the, the crewman who decides... I've had enough of this and I'm defecting and then, oh, the story decides, no, wait, they were either just kidding or they've changed their mind or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. happened so often that it's mm-hmm. not shocking anymore anyway. Yeah. I don't think it deserves a two-parter because how many times have we done? I mean, we did uh, it, back in the original series, we did one where Spock like appeared to, uh, you know, uh, violate Starfleet protocol yeah. and take the Enterprise to rescue Captain Pike. And it's yeah. been happening over and over again since then. There's nothing new to this. You know? No. Mm-hmm. So, and this this yeah. episode certainly doesn't present us with anything new. Well, holodecks, lots no. and lots of holodecks. I'm so done with holodecks. Uh, that well. that was my other bad thing. Yes, <laughs> it's like so they accidentally made sentient holograms again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Kate gave the Hirogen this holodeck technology in the first place, whatever they said, like three years ago. She didn't warn them. Look, this technology is super squarely, and we'll go to shit on you if you look at it sideways. Don't forget to install a big red button. Well, you've you've been the number one advocate for the big red button since day one. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm yeah. sorry, Bob, but super squarely. It's <laughs> fucking I great. Liked it, I like that you morphed that into Kate as you went. <laughs> You just remembered, then, oh, wait, I have to do the voice, right. Starfleet right. Transformers, the, the roll first... out. 
the worst thing is they actually look like they did install the big red button a couple of weeks ago when they like immediately turned the holodeck off in the middle of you know Tuvok's boning his wife or oh yeah whatever yeah that's the problem you can only <laughs> use like, the big oh, red good. button if someone's having sex at the time mm, only if it's funny yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no you can only have you can only turn it off if you're having sex with Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens, it comes up more often than you'd think. <laughs> Two bits! <laughs> Patty cake. Oh, man. <laughs> no, it, it just... I really liked the idea of a sentient hologram when it was Moriarty, and yep. I yeah. kind of liked it with the Doctor. I didn't like Vic Fontaine. Like, every time the idea comes up, it's like diminishing returns. It's less that, cool each time. That's the thing. The sentient mm. hologram started off as a great idea, but now it turns out that you can get a sentient hologram just by leaving the thing running for a couple of weeks. You know? Yeah, like, I guess, it's, it's not a big... I guess sentience is just an extra oh, line right. of code that you add, and then it's just self-aware. That's all it like, is. No, because it, it just... It, I, I'm getting it starts worried to corrupt how itself. how easy it is to create life on in Star Trek at this point. I've talked yeah. about this before. Like, you, the, the fact that you could just leave a hologram running for however long, and suddenly it's got rights and feelings and shit, that's terrifying. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened with the uh, the Irish village, right? Exactly. They left it on too long, and, yeah. and it just, like, the data got corrupted, and suddenly they're sentient. Like, that should I be mean, the thing that happens inevitably. That should be this huge fluke. That's why Moriarty was important. Well, and yeah. the thing with Moriarty was the computer was trying to stump data and actually yeah. did it on purpose. It wasn't mm-hmm. an accident. But, like, yeah, no, when, I mean, we, we know from living now, when data gets corrupted, cool things don't happen, things break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, what happens when I leave my Mac on too long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like the, you know. the doctor, the doctor should be a fluke, and that fluke should be a big deal. Like everyone, like when they get back to to Starfleet, it should be a huge deal. That like you know, yeah, your this, your EMH came alive. What the hell? Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be. Well, that's what happens with holograms. No, yeah. and and you leave them cheapens- on. You leave them on too long and feed them after midnight, and they come to life. <laughs> You know, Picardo actually was in Gremlins too, so uh, maybe there's something to that. <laughs> no, it's it. it what about a Starfleet Gremlin? Ooh, I kind of want to see that. Now. I love it, Starfleet Gremlin. <laughs> it's in the movie. Well, see, first of all, for, first they're plaguing the ship, but then later on they become a member of Starfleet, like all the uh, hostile races do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. and Stripe. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not going to the water planet. Stop asking. <laughs> so sick of the fucking water planet. <laughs> no, it just, to me, the the constant everything becoming alive, and this also extends to every time they find something out in space, just wandering mm-hmm. through space that's also alive all the time. Yep. Like, it mm-hmm. cheapens, it cheapens the idea of finding new life if you find it everywhere constantly. But also, but they're cheapens, seeking new life. Yeah. And but, new civilizations. But, you don't even need to seek it. it. It'll just smack into you if you stand still in space for a few minutes. <laughs> yep. Because space is really small. Really yeah. small and really crowded. <laughs> yep. That's, That's the two Star things Trek I know cool. about space. Yeah. But but it's also, really small. It's got an old truck it likes to work on. Well, we saw that in the 37th, where there was an old truck floating out there yep. that they needed to fix. <laughs> the old space truck that Paris likes to work on. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it also cheapens episodes like. Um, uh, measure of a man and mm-hmm. like episodes where we're arguing for the rights of someone who is sentient that we didn't expect to be sent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. data was supposed to be special and now no. And Moriarty was supposed to be special. Eh. No. When it happened to Vic Fontaine, that was the first time. Like, I can't lay this all on Voyager. This, this no. also happened in uh, DS9. That was the thing. Mm. Like the, the, the writers on DS9, we talked about this at the time, fell a little too in love with the idea of Vic Fontaine. Yep. And I think and they started. Uh, the they started leaving the established bar that they had to create a new bar for some mm-hmm. inexplicable reason. How many bars did Deep Space Nine need? At least two. Yeah. Why don't they just put hollow emitters in Quark's bar? And then you could have the best of both worlds. They did. That's uh, where that holographic morn came from. Remember holographic morn? Uh, yes. Sold with everything you see here. <laughs> you see a glass. Yep. <laughs> No, Morn is a Morn is a cow guy. He's got four stomachs, so you'd need to make a holographic four stomached, four chambered stomach. <laughs> Does he actually have to hollow digest his beer? I mean, we talked about this like a week ago, where the doctor said he wanted to create himself a holographic stomach, which I thought was a stupid idea. But oh, yeah, right. have just a big vacuum cleaner float around behind him, connected yeah. to his stomach. 
But now if we're making hollow more and we got to make a four stomach mm-hmm. hologram, which is even worse. This get real complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I feel like the um, holographic Morn with four stomachs action figure would have like that Ghostbusters slime that came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then each individual stomach becomes sentient and then well, you get each, all sorts of problems. Each chamber of his stomach has a different colored slime. <laughs> Guys, I think we're making some Voyager magic here. <laughs> yeah, but this is DS9 magic, unfortunately. Oh, man. Well, then we got to step up our writing game a little bit. <laughs> uh, while we're doing bad things, I don't know. Matt, have you done... Let's see. You, you talked about why it's a two-parter. Yep. Have I talked about why it's enough, a two-parter. Do you feel like there's more, <laughs> there's I mean, more to say? I mean, I think it's fucking ridiculous that it's a two-parter. Like, yeah. it seems like, like so much of this episode, I spent just like, how is there this much time left in this episode? Like, you mm-hmm. could easily cut this down to one part. We've talked about this before. Like, there's no reason for this stupid episode to just drag on. Like, it, the fact that they made it into a special, like it was important or something, just baffles me. Well, okay, but I will say, and I only I only think this about part one, because part two did drag and it was completely unnecessary. I think part one was actually paced very well. Yeah. And I only say this because it's the only thing I could come up with, because part one was just total garbage. <laughs> yeah, like, it sure was. I, we got to the halfway point pretty quickly, and then mm-hmm. things dragged on and on and on. But, like, I like it was dumb and I wasn't particularly entertained, but it didn't do that plotting thing a lot of episodes do. But then, then it did. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damning with faint praise. Um, my I feel like thing, it could have plotted a little bit more <laughs> to at least like show, at least show the doctor thinking it through. Like you know, instead yes, of it he, just being suddenly a surprise in the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the codes to the ship and yeah. leave. No, see the betrayal. That's the interesting part. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. no the interesting part is the doctor uh, betraying them. But that's yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like if, I don't give a you, shit about hologram planet. <laughs> well, or no. it's idiot friends. <laughs> Wait, so hologram planet is a person? Yeah, hologram planet. The people that live on it are its idiot friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't clear if you were saying hologram planet was the leader guy. <laughs> oh no, leader guy is different. The Clint, the holographic Bajoran, mm-hmm. who probably has Clint. a real name, and his stupid cult of the light. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. your that's your bad thing for part two. Yep, Clint. Yeah, so this dude comes out of basically nowhere. He starts off as like the bad guy and then or like the the leader sort of, and then it turns out he's insane and the bad guy and he wants to be god of his hologram people for some reason. Yeah, yeah he's a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah, and that actually ties into my bad thing because there are some real real bad lines of dialogue that come out of this guy's mouth from his from his projected <laughs> holographic mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to call out one in particular, but there's a lot like this. This is just, this is just one of many. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, in the dark times, we were enslaved by men of flesh. <laughs> this is a line somebody actually wrote, handed to a senior writer slash showrunner slash whatever, who thought it was good enough to keep in the final script and make an actual human person say. The actor said it with no problem. The director let them say it with no problem. And then whoever has the final call on editing thought it was good enough to leave in the show. <laughs> Like, there's a lot of people who have to answer for that terrible line. And again, there were a lot mm-hmm. of them. I just called out the first one I heard. Yeah, and this then, looks and good. then a man of light came and, and released them to freedom. <laughs> so or whatever much of, the hell he says after so that. So much stuff of light. Yeah, yeah, light's like, a big deal if you're made of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then the He's devil making... shows up to make shadow puppets out of you. But they, <laughs> they keep talking about oh, the light man. and the darkness and the uh-huh. fucking, Yeah. I want I, I want sorry. the devil to come over I'm from sorry. that episode of uh, Next Gen, the uh, <laughs> the Klingon devil. Oh God! Yeah, uh, Farklar, Farklar, Feklar, Feklar. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. I always hear it in Nate's voice. Right. <laughs> uh, I I, 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 I did write down a few of the other ones. Darkness will become light uh-huh. just because because mm-hmm. they are light. You get it? Uh, right. Just ugh. it's Hard not light. as bad as wrestle your trembles. Mm, I disagree, <laughs> but it might be on par with that crazy Cardassian guy from that episode of DS9 where he was stalking uh, Kira. Oh, waving a knife around? Yeah, knife waving, and he's like, the darkness will become the whatever. Yeah, but these guys were talking about the darkness and the light, and they were the light, so that, to me, made it worse. Ugh. Don't make the subtext yeah. text. Where were you raised? In a barn? <laughs> a no, they were barn. In a hollow barn. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hollow barn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just uh, 
Yeah. It's hard to have coherent thoughts. I'm just so mad. Yeah, it's I, like, I'm enjoying how epileptic you both are. It's like yeah. if you guys could, if you listeners could picture someone just throwing rocks at a TV, that's kind of how we feel about this episode. <laughs> yeah. But then the rocks are holograms, and the TV is also a hologram, and everything is a hologram because nothing Ugh. counts and everything's terrible. <sighs> yeah. And I'm like, I said this before, but I say it double now. I am done with the doctor. I just, I used to yeah. love him. I like Picardo. I like him being the, the sort of comic relief, but. Hey, the last couple of seasons of just garbage stories and nonsensical uh, motivations and uh, one interest that he won't shut up about. just And, like, ugh. that that smug arrogance is only fun when he's doing things that are likable, you know? That mm-hmm. or if he's undercut by someone who says, Doc, you're not as great as you think you are. Yeah, like, when you've got stuff like this where he's actually rebelling from the crew and you're just like, well, fuck this asshole. Yeah. I got no time for this bald jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, especially last week with the whole stuff with Seven. Like I was yeah. kind of already done with him, but th- yeah. now, like he's just this is just painful. this is just yeah. finishing digging the grave of my interest in the character. A holographic grave, Matt. Yeah, holographic <laughs> grave on the hologram, holodeck, uh-huh. hologram, hologram, holodeck. <laughs> sure, gem and the holograms. <laughs> <laughs> And and the show still doesn't know how holograms work. No. Like, okay. I, no. How I, do they even beam the holograms? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And how do you kill them? Oh God! Yeah. The doctor shot a hologram to death at the end of this episode. Excuse me. Now I I I will say something I kind of liked was the Herogen. Like the whole point, and and this actually came from the two parter Nazis on the holodeck episode from I don't know season whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the mm-hmm. episode, and I actually thought. In theory, this wasn't a bad follow-up. Like, we gave them our technology and then rode off into the sunset, and oh, shit, they're back, and that went wrong. Like, in theory, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I like... Continuity, wow. Yeah. And I, I always like it when the captain thinks they're doing the right thing, and then rides off, and then finds out later, ah, fuck, that was... I got another con on my hands. This was a bad idea. My only yeah. thought on that is, like, come on, Jane, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Well, yeah, but I, I like... And this actually... Um, was it my good thing? Yes, it was. It, it was my good be. thing for part two. Uh, I liked Kate beating herself up over this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even entirely her fault, but a good captain definitely feels at least partially responsible for everything that happens under her command. And yeah. she's mm-hmm. a good captain. So she's, she feels like that's why she's involved with this beyond the doctor's stuff is like, I caused this. I gave them alpha quadrant technology because that was a good idea. It wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. I got to fix this now. And I like that. Yeah. But no, good um, for her. I, I liked that the Herogen uh, created these guys to hunt. And then, like, this was horrible, but in a good way, like in a way that a, a predator race would do, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, you kill them. They remember dying, but they come back to life. Like, so you can yeah. hunt them again. So right. the, the, these horrible holograms have this memory of being killed over and over and over again. Oh, man. Now I feel really bad for Super Mario. <laughs> no one's died more times than that guy. <laughs> The thing is, it makes them sympathetic for a minute, and then all of their actions yeah. and words make them completely unsympathetic yeah. again. But but the situation makes them vaguely sympathetic in the beginning. I kind of yeah. liked uh, Cardassian well, Lady. I guess she was okay. Yeah, was she was my good, good thing right, for Bob? part two. Yeah. yeah, is that yeah? I just I just liked her. I like the um uh whoop. Where'd my note go? Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like you know she was she was uh, complicit in kidnapping Bellana, and and that's wrong and bad. But you know, at least they got to be science pals after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, and she they was did... like she was the one sympathetic character on the hollow ship. Yeah, they they did some mildly interesting stuff where Bellana was supposed to overcome her prejudice against Cardassians because mm-hmm. basically these holograms were like the Maquis, and Bellana had to say, well. The Maquis were a lot like you guys, but you're a Cardassian, and we fought Cardassians, and oh god! And it was an interesting moral thing for her. They didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but yeah, but on paper, again, like with a couple of drafts, this might have been a better idea. And Bellana, like at one point, they're talking about don't don't stereotype, don't boil a, a race down to like one adjective. I'm like, yes, finally, someone in Star Trek says that. And then the rest of the episode, she's just saying sneaky, just like a Cardassian. Like, damn it, yeah. Bellana. <laughs> You just sure. gave her shit for saying Klingons are aggressive. Inscrutable. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, oh, come on, guys. You you almost yeah. called out one of the things that annoys me the most about modern Star Trek, and then you just went back to doing it anyway. Yeah, it sounds like Voyager. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, they had some real good chemistry together, though, I think. Mm -hmm. They did. And it's good to see a Maquis person realize, even if it's a hologram, she's still a simulated Cardassian. And it still Mm -hmm. went through the motions of her coming to terms with a Cardassian and and, and trying to work with them and putting aside her whatever. And we're not Mm -hmm. in theory that you and I that could have been good. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually like turned Bellana to the point where she talks to the doctor is like, yeah, maybe you were right about these guys. That Cardassian chick's pretty cool. And the doctor's yeah. like, uh, maybe I was wrong. Uh, uh no, <laughs> this no, this guy's you pretty crazy. Met yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you was met Clint? Yeah. <laughs> now, where did you go? Is Clint just one of those names you came up with? Like Claire? Yes. Okay. Because yep. <laughs> I certainly don't remember what his I'm name was. I'm annoyed that Clint sounds so much like Claire. Yeah. 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 I don't remember what his name was either. No. Also in my head, that Cardassian character is called Denise. Okay. Because huh. I refuse to learn the names, and I like the ones I give them better. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a certain type of listener that is driven insane by us getting the facts wrong, and a part, a, a cruel part of me like wants to do more of that. Yeah, that was, her that name was Kijal. Either. It's Denise Kijal. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Denise for short. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bob, what was your good thing for the first part? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's nothing nothing good. I get one of those over the entirety of Star Trek, don't I? Yeah, I think we'll give you the one. I made a uh I made a drink called Dr. Funk while I was watching the first part. That was that was pretty good, I guess. What, what's what in a Dr. Funk? Dr. Funk. Uh, uh it's got uh some uh uh you know, grenadine and uh rum and uh I assume rum. Know. That goes without saying. Lime. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what's in it. <laughs> Bob, you and so, I need to get drunk together more often, I feel like. <laughs> it's such a good drink that you don't even remember what was in it. So, uh, That's right. It's pretty good. Yep. How many Dr. Funks did it take you to get through this two-parter, Bob? Uh, two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like if we'd established that precedent earlier, that would be a good way for you to rate episodes. <laughs> I did not need any rum drinks to get through this episode. It was completely enjoyable sober. Uh, if you're following my Twitter, I've been doing that for a while now. Well, that's true. But, uh, you know, Bob does the fancy, like, uh, complicated... Uh, oh, know, yeah. Uh, you just pour yourself a big old glass of rum. Yeah. He's making cocktails. Yep. Oh, you're saying gotta, there's something different from a what I do what Bob it. does? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, the, the end result is still the same. You just get there I, a I different a, way. Just because I, I refuse to two mix minutes. things doesn't make, me, doesn't make me not a mixologist. <laughs> I, th- I think it might, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> well, now this Star Trek episode is even worse. <laughs> yeah, but you drinking an fool. entire glass of rum is substantially different than Bob drinking rum with some other stuff in it. <laughs> you just pour yourself 12 ounces of rum. <laughs> wow. Hey, there's other stuff in it. The glass, yeah, uh, I assume, an, counts. An ice cube. <laughs> yeah. A straw. Oh, well, yeah, that's definitely a mixed drink then. You're right. <laughs> I mean, my parents were bartenders, so I would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wood pulp and rum. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Uh, but, uh, Matt, what were your good things? All right, so ep- episode one, the, I like the cool giant holodeck that they find themselves on. The holodeck planet? Yeah, the holodeck planet. It's just a big-ass holodeck. That looked real cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, part two, the giant, fl- giant ship. Also looks pretty cool. Okay, so production design is basically yep. what you're saying. Yep. Well, oh, there, there was not. There was some not bad um, uh, space action at the end of the episode of the second episode too. Was there flying around outside the planet and whatever? Okay. Oh yeah. After they they had they hid in the wake of the other ship. Yeah. The fight <laughs> on the neat. planet with the Herogen is fucking horseshit, and it's just like, oh, good, we're back on planet hell. I, I actually, I feel like they went on location this time because really? I saw more than the ten plants of the yeah. dentist office that they usually really? film. Wow. In. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was. There was definitely some location shot right. stuff there. Yeah. So that was. But I. Yeah. Listen, I was. <laughs> that was about it. Ounces of rum in by that point. So. Uh. <laughs> that was the first shot of the episode, Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I stand by what I said. Okay. <laughs> I knew. I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, I felt like some of, of the. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like some of the the stuff during the uh, starship phases at the end felt like they were trying to recall like you know great uh, you know um, submarine movies with like depth charges and stuff like that, sure, but sure. it just 
it just uh, I, I don't know shit, you know it it didn't go anywhere <laughs> start well, anywhere good stuff. they don't do that anymore I, I will be completely honest. I kind of tuned out in the last 10 minutes because I didn't have to write a summary and I'd already picked my good and bad things. So I just kind of <laughs> had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff. I mean, we definitely me watch, watch every episode October. twice. What's that, Bob? It just made me want to watch Hunt for Red October again. Well, everything makes you want to watch Hunt for Red October. It's one of your favorite movies. That's true. <laughs> what really pissed me off is that that night I could have just finished season two of Fargo. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know, they yep. both take up about the same amount of time before I have to go to bed. And then the power went out, <laughs> and I haven't been able to watch them since. Ah, oh. that's the worst. I mean, Everything you know, is you conspiring against me. You could have watched earlier in the week like we did, but, you know. Man, I, I, I do have a note here that Chuck was extra Chuck this week. Yeah, like, he really was. Like some just real phoned in, like. Yeah, Captain, we've got an alert here. Like, ugh, you're just not, like, you're sucking up all the energy on the screen. Like, mm-hmm. Well, he had that one good scene with the Doctor at the very beginning, and that just, like, used up all of his energy, I guess. <laughs> I'm talking about all the bridge <laughs> scenes where things are, like, sort of tense, and I'm not buying it because he's the one telling us it's tense. Yep. It might as well just be, like, the Chuck action figure. Yeah, which I'm looking at right now. I haven't taken out of the package because it would be the same either way. <laughs> Just staring at me through the plastic. Well, Al, the resale value. Uh, y- yeah. You put your I mean, non-existent kids through non-existent college when that thing uh, appreciates. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Brian bought that for me as a gift, and uh, the, he ripped the price tag off like like you should do when you give someone a gift. But I'm positive it was not more than ten dollars. Nope. <laughs> you can get those at a, the 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 antique store by my by my house for four bucks a pop so <laughs> Star nice. Trek action figures antiques yeah well <laughs> I mean I bought yeah. them new that makes me sad this dates back to 1994 yep <laughs> I just got one of uh of uh what's her head from TNG um oh my Ever? god I don't know a lot of my... people had heads on that show Bob my <laughs> my brain is just blanking out right now. Uh, uh, the, you know, Troy, uh, Troy, yes, Troy, Guinan. Kelser Troy. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I can Kelser like Troy. hang her by a thread from the ceiling and go. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Don't, don't forget to don't forget to film her can. Yep. <laughs> All right. God knows the episode didn't. Her sweet can. Sweet sweet can. <laughs> Uh, oh, I have a note here. Uh, just put them in a Moriarty box because, yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that how yep. they dealt with Moriarty at the end of the, his second appearance? They put him yeah. in a box yeah. and simulated existence and everything was fine. Like, do that for these yeah. guys and then they won't th- physically threaten anyone anymore. Yeah. That's what I figured. But no. No. Not, not nope. That. Nope. Anything else? I know we're running a little short here, but also uh, this is well, only that, one episode. It's basically so. one episode is the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me too much. No. Bob, you got any stupid fucking uh, No. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll give, hit us with your quote then, and then, then, uh, then Matt. Quotes. Oh, yeah, I've got a quote. Uh, well, the okay, so the holograms uh, steal the doctor to, the, to their ship, and uh, they complain about, you know, the doctor complains about them killing people, and they say, oh, but we had to kill people to, to get away. And then the doctor says this. My program doesn't include aiding and abetting murderers. Murderers? Is that what the Herogen told you? I know what you did at that training facility. What happened there couldn't be avoided. Really? You'd be surprised how easy it is not to kill someone. <laughs> that wasn't bad. <laughs> All right, Matt, what do you oh. got? This is Balan auditioning for a reality show. You'll have to forgive her. She's... It's all right. I understand you're angry. I'm hoping once we get to know each other, you'll feel differently. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, I, I called that one out as well, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, well, we're running real short, and we still got some mail left over that we didn't get to before. So, uh, Bob, would you mind uh, answering some mail with us? Oh, yeah. All right. I never get to do this. That's true. <laughs> letters. We get letters. Some of these <laughs> reference things we shouldn't be talking about yet, so bear with me for a moment here. Let's see. This one comes All from right. Ryan, All right. and he says, gentlemen, I haven't written you in a few seasons. Voyager's been hard on me, too. But I'm continuing it's been to watch hard along on with all you. Of us. Yeah. Our long national nightmare is almost over. I said our long international nightmare. This started in Canada. Oh fuck, that's true. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm writing now as I think I might be able to shed some light on something you discussed regarding the second episode of season seven. Oh god, I'm not going to remember that. 
<laughs> mentioned a great deal of surprise that Kate would think fondly of her rural Indiana farm, considering she left it to join Starfleet. I grew up mm. in the rural Midwest myself, Illinois, right between Kirk's Iowa and Kate's Indiana. Mm-hmm. I think the difference may have something to do with her family. You talked about how much of a mom Kate is, which leads me to think that maybe her mom or dad, for that matter, was pretty great, too. All our Starfleet captains to this point have had disapproving families. I'm going to assume Kirk never went back to Iowa. Picard's brother was a jerk. Even Papa Sisko didn't think too kindly of Ben's choice of career. But I imagine mm. Kate's family was supportive, encouraged her interest in science, and were incredibly proud of her getting into Starfleet. Um, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that Allow we it. don't I have any evidence that. of that. My my only counter argument to that would be uh, we did see one of Janeway's ancestors who was a big jerk. That's going back way, way. That's a way long time, though. Yeah. yeah but was, that doesn't mean they were all jerks. Like the only nice no. thing about that about that <laughs> guy is that he's almost certainly been completely weaned out of the gene pool by this point. <laughs> I mean, one hopes because he was one of those technophobic jerks that we keep getting that uh, I don't care much for and you absolutely hate. I hate that guy like fucking poison. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I like I you know I grew up uh, in a rural area, two two houses away from a farm, and I kind of felt fondly about it because you know my parents weren't total jerks. So yeah, but <laughs> see, we grew up in the same rural area. You a little more rural than I. I. I lived in a neighborhood. You did live sort of out near a farm. Yeah, but yeah. we still in the same sort of remote. Like had to drive an hour to get to a bookstore town. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But, oh, except uh, for that one bookstore that hasn't restocked their shelves since 1973. Yeah, that's a front for a porn bookstore <laughs> in the back. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. The the bookstore in our hometown that was just called Books, there's a back room that was a whole porn store. Oh, oh I had no idea. Oh my God, I'm so glad I was here for this. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. No, I just kept looking at the same comic books over and over. <laughs> no, and on it, for for real, no kidding. The comics that they kept there that they never changed. Some of them uh-huh. did seriously appreciate in value. They didn't know it. You could go pick up a comic for seventy five cents that you could then sell for ten bucks. Damn! <laughs> like there were a couple of uh, pretty pretty valuable comics that wow. they just left. <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, no, I grew up there too. My parents were fine. Like I. I don't have any quibbles with my upbringing and I still could not mm-hmm. get out of there fast enough and never want to go back there again. <laughs> there you go. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. This one comes from Deke. He says, hey, Deke. dear post-atomic horrors. That's the <laughs> horrors. Hi there. Uh, Unimatrix Zero. I know I'm dredging up some painful memories, but hear me out. No. On its face, the idea that the Borg assimilation somehow links the subconscious minds of members and the collective and they somehow share a common dreamscape where they are all still human, Klingon, Ewok, is kind of a neat idea. <laughs> a, t- a tiny fragment of their individuality lives on in a shared network, but much like dreams, it can't affect the hell they're trapped in. It's almost poignant. But then the two-part episode happens and they Ford, Pinto, New Coke, Michael Bay Transformers ruin it. <laughs> The only good part of the episode was listening to you guys metaphorically and sometimes physically beat your heads against the wall as you suffered through it. Because much like O'Brien, the show gets better when you suffer. Yeah, I dropped a DS9 reference right before you jump on board for Enterprise. Again, (laughs) because your suffering is our glee. Seems like we the listeners should be sorry about that, and for the most part, we're not. I mean, I am, of course, but I'm sure the other listeners don't care. (laughs) Dude, you're a monster. (laughs) He kind of is. Thanks for caring. You're a monster and a bad person. (laughs) <laughs> Deke's been with us since the very beginning. He wrote uh-huh. in the very first time we took mail on our original podcast. He's been with us ever since. So, yep. uh, wow. He, I guess, enjoys our suffering. I, I, I hear that suffering. a lot, though. Well, he's gonna love this. He's gonna love this episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're suffering in your personal life as well. Yeah, that's the thing. So there's <laughs> also that. I don't know. I've said this before. Like, I, I, I get that it's fun to listen to us bitch about a thing, but the whole point was that we love it, but we also mm-hmm. bitch. And I don't want to do two shows in a row that we don't like. That's why I'm really hesitant with Enterprise. Like, oh, God. And then what if Discovery sucks? Then it's like we hate half of Star Trek. Then it's I mean, no longer. Yeah, you, that sounds about right. That's that's yeah. not fair. Original series. I hate a lot more of it than I thought I would. Yes, yeah. 9 Those were both pretty good. Yeah, we liked the first three series, and we if, if Discovery is bad, we wouldn't like the second three. Mm-hmm. Like it I'd may say about, balance ha- I'd out say about half a TNG is good. Yeah, I mean that's so the wait, other. Thing. This is the original series, the animated series, and oh, TNG. I don't know the first three. No, no, I, 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 I don't know about you. I rolled uh, the animated series and the movies into the original series. <laughs> yeah. Same. Oh, okay. Yeah, they went in our episode guide, so uh, yeah. All right, they're the same. And uh, yeah, and then DS9. But then again, we didn't like every episode of DS9 like we remembered. 
No, but I would say I liked more of them than I didn't like them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I hadn't seen a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and I really loved it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it is a show that rewards you for watching it in order. Yeah, rather than like Next Gen, where I think most of us caught it in syndication, just sort of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like DS Nine is worth sitting down and watching in order. Yeah, but yeah, since then I, I don't know. Come back. I, just, I don't. I don't want to do a show where we're just unhappy all the time. That's no fun. Yeah. But, you know, that's not funny. So but we made a pact on our, <laughs> on our parents' graves. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Wait, is this your fault? Yep, my fault. Sorry. I knew it. <laughs> uh, okay, one more. Uh, right. This one comes from Scott, not, not Zioko, a different Scott, uh, who says, guys, I'm a few days late and just listened to the latest episode. Well, we... we don't answer mail in real time. So Wait, good. which episode is that? Uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> it was written on March 23rd, so whatever episode preceded that. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah, huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, you mentioned wondering why Naomi Wildman hadn't made an appearance. I didn't do any research, oh, so but it seems like... like two weeks back. Yeah, but it seems likely that Scarlet Palmer's had a scheduling conflict. Voyager ended in 2001. That's also the year she started a six-season run as Kira Hart in the show Reba. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My I wife watches about that sometimes. Mm. Yeah, you were trying <laughs> to remember actually, what Reba was. Yeah, yeah. I saw her on that, and I was like, "Wait, she looks familiar." And then I realized it was uh, Naomi. Yeah. So also, Scarlet Palmer's is a great name. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, good. I, I I assume being uh, supporting or main character on a sitcom pays better than being a reoccurring character on Voyager. Yeah. I don't know. La- then, last time I bitched about this, I was completely wrong about Terry Farrell and the reasons she left for Becker. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut this time. <laughs> fair. But she that's didn't fair. have to have those little horns glued to her head. So, you know, maybe that's a bonus. <clears throat> I guess. But I get the feeling she really enjoyed working with Jerry Ryan. I could be way off and she's just an amazing actor, which she <laughs> could be. Yeah. But I, I, the genuine chemistry there, to me, I like to imagine came from them actually liking each other. The only yeah, person that they was couldn't so good. find for an interview for the second half of the 50 year mission. Really? Oh, Maybe really? Wildman. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, ass- I assume because you never mentioned her that she wasn't in it, but like... I honestly don't remember. I read that months ago, and yeah. uh, like most things, I completely forgot. I remembered the things that contradicted myself and made me feel bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's about it. I do miss having her on, though. Did she come back for the yeah. finale or anything? I hope so. I, I think she comes back. I, I couldn't tell you when, but I think she comes back. The thing mm. the show loves to do is introduce a recurring background character and not kill them off or send them away, but just shuffle them into oblivion. Like, yeah. like the original Ensign oh, yeah. Wildman is mm-hmm. Yeah, around. she's dead, right? No, she's still around. <laughs> yeah. but I really knows? thought she was dead until yeah, I know. you guys had that episode a few weeks ago. It's like, oh, no, she's still there. <laughs> yeah, just like just like Vorik, he's still around. Yep, this will be like pretty... the, like that last time we saw huh. Ichab will be the last time we ever see him. He never shows up again. Uh, quite possibly. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? I'm, I'm pouring out a I'm pouring out a, a, a forty for for our fallen but not fallen Voyager brother. Oh, who else God. is there? Um, the dude There's... that used to work in engineering. Yeah, Carrie. Um, yeah the the Vulcan dude. No, yeah, Carrie Vor- the Vor- the curly haired uh, guy who looks vaguely like um, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, he was super mad uh, when Bellana took o- like took over as uh, chief yeah. engineer. Yeah, he was a, he was a recurring job. character for like oh, two seasons. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie. <laughs> I keep saying you know, that it. memorable name. Yes. <laughs> um, and who else? I feel like there's more. Norm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Norm. Norm. Wait, what? Norm. <laughs> you know George Wendt. Yeah, <laughs> that was on the show, right? Right. Yeah, he was I like beans. I like George Wendt. Hall, having a beer. Yep. <laughs> With his four stomachs. Complaining, <laughs> complaining about how he didn't have a job. Yeah, complaining about his horrible wife. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's Cliff. more. I, f- I feel like there's more, but Adrian now I can't Neelix. remember. Yeah, it's rest. a funny thing. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Mr. Peterson? Let's talk about what's going in, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather watch that show, and Woody Harrelson could be Neelix. That would be so much better. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's a uh, it's an interesting thing about the uh, Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Harry Kim, and then everyone just tells him to shut up. That's not interesting. <laughs> you stupid know-it-all. <laughs> you stupid Special. blockhead. Yeah. You know, Anubis was the uh, ancient Egyptian <laughs> god of mummification. That is a reference literally one other person <laughs> in the entire planet will get, Bob. <laughs> and I've divorced her, so... Uh... <laughs> 
Uh, Bob, why don't you tell the fine folks about what you get up to when you're not doing this? Oh, well, uh, lately I've been doing some, uh, like, making of things. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we talked like, about for, this briefly uh, with our with our cosplay at Emerald City. Yeah, uh, so I made the uh, the Seven of Nine uh, Borg parts uh, for Caitlin's cosplay and mm-hmm. uh, made some uh, Vulcan or Romulan ears and uh, Bajoran nose and whatnot for mm-hmm. uh, when we did uh, Emerald City Comic Con. So if you want to see more about that stuff, that's on vixenlabs.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to look at my podcast, or listen to it rather, uh, <laughs> that's at uh, opticalpodcast.com, where we're talking about the history of visual effects and film technology which should actually have a new episode in about a week or so uh, about the advent of sound in film. Ah, excellent. Mm. Yeah. So you can look at your podcast about sound. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yep. Uh, And our information as ever, the website, postdomacore.com. Write to us, postdomacore at Gmail. The Tumblr, postdomacore.tumblr.com. Matt wants me to tell you something about iTunes. I don't know. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. It makes it so people can find us easier. Yeah. Apparently that's a thing. It is a thing. Okay. No, I don't. I I absolutely encourage that. I just, I I, I resign myself to never look at those, so I don't Mm -hmm. think about them. (laughs) No, I know. It's just, it it makes it easier for, if someone punches in Star Trek podcast, uh, it makes it easier for for them to find us and not some other terrible Star Trek podcast. (laughs) That's right. Which other people, not I, but other people have said are are all the other Star Trek podcasts except us. Correct. Mm-hmm. I would not say We're the that. best one. That's mm-hmm. a horrible I'll thing. say it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, look, I just don't want to be the one to say that is all. But uh, if someone I else will toot your horn. <laughs> Can't I mean, beat that's us there. True. Yeah. And uh, th- thanks to the fine uh, uh, help assistance from your sister-in-law, uh, we have now continued the streak, never missing a Monday, seven years. Yep. So... That's that's pretty damn impressive. Once again, uh, thanks, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week, no guest. Two more, hopefully, better episodes. No guest. Two more. The slog <laughs> continues. I, I'm trying to guess from the title because I have the list and I cannot like shattered and lineage. I uh. Well, sure. lineage sounds fucking boring. Uh, we'll we'll see. Shattered sounds worse to me, but we'll see. At least then something's getting broken. Lenny, yeah, probably some... learn about someone's kids or some damn thing. Yeah. Seven well, years of bad luck. <laughs> We've definitely had that. We've just compressed it into two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all for this time. All right. See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're... We're we're still just doing this.